Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And Hello. welcome back uh, to the latest episode of the Girls Plus Club Potty with your host, Rosie Breen. And Henry. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Are you? Cold. No, Cold you're now. stressed. Don't lie. Don't yeah, lie to everybody. That's, that's <laughs> such a conversational, like, yeah, you? Isn't yeah. It? Just like an automatic response. You do that, like, every time. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, good. Yeah. Everything okay with your meal? Yeah, yours? <laughs> say that to the waiter. Oh my God, at the airport the other day, um, when we were Carla going to, Carla and John go to Vienna, I was buying a bottle of vodka and we spent, oh my God, Blood. we literally spent about 20 minutes deciding which bottle to buy because when you're at the airport and things are cheaper, I think that's when you should buy the expensive stuff because you're never going to get that it that good at that price elsewhere. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but cheaper doesn't necessarily mean cheap like smirnoff vodka is cheap and disgusting i like it no maybe it's because i had it too much at uni but i don't like it at all like i just i think it's the worst obviously you have like kettle and all the ones below that and they're even worse than that, vodka. that's disgusting my sister when, gives me a headache thinking when my sister was it. at uni she actually bought a bottle of vodka from like they had a bargain booze underneath their accommodation in coventry yeah, yeah. and I went up there and we were going out, so we were pre-drinking. Wait, you went out with your sister at uni? Yeah. What? Well, she had like a flat party okay. and I went up. How old were you? Not old enough to go out. You weren't 18? Okay, right, this makes a bit more sense. Um, so, what was I saying? Yeah, so we went, so she bought a bottle of vodka from the bargain booze below. Yeah. Put it in the freezer and then went to drink it like a couple of hours later and it was like, Slush puppy texture. It's not supposed to freeze. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's cheap vodka. Oh, that's right. So Smirnoff's nice. Does Smirnoff not freeze? No. Okay. No, no, like you say, it's not meant to. Well, I would prefer to like buy a vodka that I can't actually afford because I can afford it in this setting. And then at least I get to like, at least taste it, try it, enjoy it at a cheaper price. Like that's how my brain works. Yeah. Anyway, this is not why I was bringing up the whole airport thing. So a guy came up to me at the airport, um, like one of the guys that works there. And he was like, oh, can I get you guys, um, can I get you guys anything? Like, are you buying alcohol today? And I was like, yeah, we're just getting like this, like, and then we're going to go. Um, so we don't need any help. Like, thank you. And he goes, oh, well, if you want, if you just like fill out your details here. And it was obviously like name, number and email address. We can give you an extra 5%. And I was like, okay, like a 5% off. I was like, obviously I'm going to take that. So filled in my details, I have that email address, my old, old yeah. uni email address, which I always put in. And I just like, for like stuff like this, everyone's you know, like got like a, mail, yeah. like a junk mail email address. I put that in, uh, I wrote Rosie Bean because it auto-corrected me and I just left it. And then I always change the last number on my number. I so always do it on my phone number as well. Do you? Yeah, I always change the last I digit. I reckon everyone does that. It's, it's just like so smart. Yeah. It's so simple, so smart. And um, you can, like, if someone's asking for your number and you want to give a fake number, you can rattle it off like normal and just say the last digit, like, bloop. Yeah, and then, exactly. Yeah. And then you look confident and happy. And they're not like, oh, they're giving me a fake number because they were, like, unsure the whole time they yeah. were speaking. Anyways, um, so he came up. I gave him those details. And he goes, oh, enjoy your flight. Like, have a good, safe flight. And I went, thanks, you too. He worked at the airport. That's peak, He's it? not flying home, is he? He must get that a lot at the airport, though. <laughs> I started laughing to myself and I walked away. <laughs> he must have thought, oh, dick. What the fuck <laughs> is she talking about? She's bought a bottle of vodka. She <laughs> said, yeah, you, and then just walked off laughing to herself. <laughs> <laughs> right. First dilemma. This is a university one. Okay. Hey, 
First of all, I think it's amazing that you've created such a lovely platform. Oh, thank you. To summarize, basically, I'm a first year student who has just moved three hours away from my hometown to study fashion marketing at Portsmouth University. It has been such a struggle as a newly 19 year old to adapt to adult slash student life and my anxiety has become worse than it has ever been. Admittedly, I have not been turning up to my lectures as much because the thought of going has made me physically sick. It's been so hard to make friends here as everyone on my course is very stuck up and cold. What did she say she was studying? Fashion market. Okay, I'm kind of not surprised. Fashion marketing. I've seen Devil Wears Prada. That's <laughs> about as far as it goes. I've been trying to find a job to supply my funds, but currently having to live life off maintenance loan to buy food and necessary supplies and it's just generally so hard i've been here for two months but i just want to go home and maybe study back in my hometown in my second year i'm just so scared of staying here and being unhappy and not succeeding or going home and not regretting being able to make that take that leap thank you for taking time to read caitlin although it's um like outside of your comfort zone you can't there are a lot of jobs at the actual university yeah the union jobs yeah which they're all like kind of fun right you get to you get to meet people that are at the uni oh my god get a job behind the bar or something like that a job behind the bar is like three birds one stone i would never do that because i could never work behind the bar i think i'd have a panic attack (laughs) i remember when i was a waitress a few years ago and i cried yeah i cried and then i never showed up to a (laughs) shift that's what i would be doing but there's loads of jobs at uni right yeah, there and are. Then you get to meet a lot of people. You could even do like the bar, but tell them that you're like quite new to working behind the bar. So can you do it like on a Tuesday afternoon and maybe a Thursday afternoon where it's a bit quieter? And then when you get more comfortable, like obviously you have to have that communication with the guy and what like they depends what their hours they're looking for someone to cover. But when you get a bit more com- comfortable and confident, then you could do the weekends like Friday nights or whatever, well, like Wednesday nights when it's busiest at uni. Also with jobs at university, like the people that you're going to go up to and they're like, oh, have you got any jobs going? Yeah. Are really friendly, warm, outgoing people because that's their job role and that's why they've got it as like the what they like presidents and vice presidents of uni, right? Yeah. So then you're going to meet nice people at university. Yes. You'll meet good. I think you'll meet a good crowd who are a bit more welcoming. Yeah. I'm not surprised that you feel this way on your course because fashion marketing, like I did a theatre course, drama course, I would say are probably the top two most clicky. And then you have like the sports teams that are really clicky as well. Like cheer was so clicky for was me. It? And football. I don't know. I really like the football girls. In third year, I met some of the foot girls and they're really nice. But anyways, that's beside the point. I just think um, you could, yeah, look for a job at the university. And if you're already feeling like you may, if you go home, you may regret it. Then my advice would be to stick it out. In, yeah. At least for the rest of this year, because you have got a bit of time to play with. Um, and then assess how you feel in summer. And then you can always decide in summer whether you're going to go home or like stay at home or come back to uni or not. Um, but you have like a solid, what is it? It's October now. So you have November, December and most of December you're at home. So let's say November, half of January, February, March, April. And then everyone else is pretty much at home. So you have got like a solid six months in there yeah. to give things a go. Um, and maybe just make that a priority you giving this a go and the way that I can like envision you doing that and it being successful is starting by joining maybe a society that is not as clicky by nature so maybe not like a football team 
or a cheer team, but that's just based on my experience. I might be wrong, but maybe like, like I joined the thingy society, the badminton society at uni, and it was the most chilled out, fun group of people. Like they were literally just there for the socials to have a good time and meet each other. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a sports team. It doesn't have to be a sports team. Yeah. Or like I was in the social media society. (laughs) Of course I was. (laughs) But stuff like that, right? So find a society that naturally interests you, that you think... If, if you think you have no experience, you'd be no good. Like, doesn't matter. Just go for it. It doesn't matter if you're trying to join somewhere in the middle of the year, apart from some things like cheer, you can't join in the middle of the year. Um, but you'll find there'll be like 10 of them at least that you can find um, and try to settle in a little bit, like meet people and settle into that through joining the society. Yeah, a lot of people join these societies and stuff. To make friends. No, like midway through, like there's not, you don't have to sign up in the first three weeks and then it's like done. Yeah, that's I true. I tried loads more things in my second year than I did my first year. Because oh my, my God, yeah. I because did my too. first year I was like, oh, I'm going to try and like stick to what I know. Yeah. And then you get talking to other people and they're like, oh, I'll join this team and that team. You're like, oh, I'll give it a go. And they're yeah. like, oh, come along on a Tuesday. And you can just join whenever. And you just turn up. I think a lot of the time you think you can't join a society halfway through the year because all of that marketing and all the push is done for yeah. societies and like Freshers Week. And then you think, oh, everyone's joined their societies and everyone's part of like a team or a group or whatever, a committee. And I'm part of nothing. So I can't join anything until next year. You don't have to wait till next year for the majority of them. Mm. It's only for odd few like sports ones that you do, like the ones that take part in like serious championships and whatever. So that would be my first piece of advice. Um, My second piece of advice would be, yes, to keep your eyes peeled and keep looking out for jobs. And there's no harm in like going on Facebook groups and maybe like I end up being a nanny for this random mother at a private school in Richmond. I was at uni, not anything I ever had experience with, obviously told them that I had a little bit more experience than I did because I used to babysit my cousins (laughs) and I got the job and I did that for like six months in my second year and that was cool like that was good and it was easy to make money but it did definitely take me out of university which for me it helped at the time but for you it may feel a little bit isolating so it might be good to look at something a bit more local to your university because Richmond was like at least a half an hour drive in London away from my uni because I went to Roehampton um but what I would see I I I worked back at home when I was at uni yeah but you're a different case no, you go on sorry but you're so sociable it's, I think it's different no which I'm saying I regret okay sorry I interrupted <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to work on that sorry I um I regret it because I spent I, I had a job that I liked and that was pretty good and it like I could go back to it in the summer yeah so I went I kept going back at weekends to do it and it just whacked out my social life out of uni because I'd travel home on a Friday and then get late back on a Sunday. Yeah. I can't believe you did that for as long as you did. Yeah. But that's because I couldn't find a job. But I didn't look on... When I say I couldn't find a job, I look, I went into like a couple of shops and were like, have you got any jobs going in a university town? And they were like, no. I didn't... I've tried that. And it then sounds I was like, like oh, you I didn't really put yeah, yourself out there. I didn't really. God, you've actually been so attached to home for a lot longer than I realised, haven't you? But be real. Well, I had a good job. Yeah, but that's the, what you, I was, ca- you there's are probably Argos near near closer to Chichester than in Basingstoke. Yeah, I had, a, I had a management role. Come on, I was making good money. I'm making bank money. <laughs> uh, yeah, for a uni, he's, he's giving me the eyes right now. I know you for, can't see, but he's <laughs> giving me that. For eye. a uni student. <laughs> yeah, you probably were. To be fair, what were you making an hour? I can't remember. Go on. I can't. Was it out? 
I made um, I think I made minimum wage. No, I made more than minimum wage. I made ten pound fifty an hour at uni. Being an usher, guys, my I had one job through the whole of university, and I was an usher for three years at the Lyric, the Lyric Theatre in Hammersmith. Oh my god, I love it. I miss, I miss it. You love it so much that every time we drive past, <laughs> you go, "Oh, I worked in there at university." Oh, well, I'm and very it's proud to, of that building. It's got to the point now where I'll see it and go, "Oh, Rosie, did, did you work there at uni?" You go, "Oh yeah, I did." Like, <laughs> so funny. All right, I get excited about it still. But um, I worked at the cooler building opposite recently what the arc do you remember oh yeah that's yeah. cool yeah no listen caitlin so i do think it's important that you get a job not only to like actually pay physically pay your funds but also i feel like it will help you with your confidence first off you'll probably meet more people at your workplace it doesn't matter if they go to your university or not like you can meet people however you meet people and if you meet people people in portsmouth town like that's fantastic like that's great that will really help you to adjust to living there and then secondly, when you are paying your way through university and you have that self of like that sense of self-assurance where you know you can support yourself, I think that will really help your confidence. And so I would say like strongly my two biggest pieces of advice would be to put keep pushing through and try to find a job. Um, and do you know what? I've had girls who are uni students apply to be my assistant, but like virtually. I'm just not looking for a virtual assistant right now. But through doing so, I've learned a lot about different like skill sets that a lot of uni students like who applied to, to be my virtual or to be my assistant um a lot of skill sets that they had and a couple of them were not stuff that I was necessarily advertising or looking for but I'm gonna go back to them next week and be like do you know what I really think I you could get involved with like my social media like content creation in doing x y and z and you can do that virtually so keep putting yourself out there in like all all forms and all ways and keep pushing through and I reckon within a few months you'll definitely find something and you'll be able to find something that you enjoy as well just make sure everything that you apply for you enjoy you're not just applying for the sake uh, of it apart from like waitressing and things like that because I think everyone goes into that knowing or most people go into that knowing that they're just doing that to get the shifts to get the money yeah, but that's after. not that's not necessarily a bad thing if no, a lot I don't of people are doing is. it. And also, I don't think it is. that's why I'm saying do like apply for loads that you like, but also be open to doing that stuff as well. It's also a great time now because a lot of places take on temp staff for Christmas. Yeah, that's true. So actually. that's a good way to get your foot in the door. Apply to um. Do you know what? One of my jobs. So <laughs> I got sacked from a job before the ice cream yeah. parlor. So I got. I worked at Tutti Frutti in Reading Station, um, just before going to university, like the year before. And it's the only job in my life that I actually got sacked from. And I got sacked because that's actually a story for another day. But it that was a horrible manager. They were married, like the couple, and they didn't get along. And so they like took it out on all their staff. And then didn't really put up with it with the guy. And like some shit went down. And then I got sacked. Anyways. I got sacked and I went back. <laughs> that was most sorry. That pretty but. much was. Um, but I went back to them about a month later and I was like, look, I really need a job. <laughs> I need my job back. And they were like, I'm just not sure that you're going to like do well here because you don't get along with, let's call him Tim. You don't get along with Tim and he's doing the majority of the shifts at the moment. And I was like, all right, fine. I was looking online every day because everything's online nowadays, right? Looking online to find a uh, 
jobs all sorts of jobs whatever job it was in town in the oracle in the shopping center listen my dad said print off your cv and walk into those shops spend 45 minutes doing it and you will come out with a job and i was like no i won't like everything's done online i walk into zara zara i'm telling you i walk into zara and i end up with a job in zara man for the next year and a half how mad's that so print off your CV and go around the town and just drop it by. And it doesn't matter if they're hiring or not. Just say, well, can I just leave it for future yeah. reference in case you are? And in two months down the line or in a month down the line, they may decide to. Um. So yeah. Oh yeah. My second piece of advice would be the societies, what we've yeah. already talked about. How about you? Societies for friends and also jobs at the university. Yeah. Jobs at university is a good shout. Really good shout, actually. Give it a go. Yeah, stick it out. I think stick it out. Definitely, you've got six months to stick it out as well. So do that. I know it's like, do you know what? You've only been at uni a month because it starts in September, late mid mid to late September. Babe, I'm not surprised that you're struggling already. Yes. It does take time to Big adjust. It took me the first full year to adjust. Like I did find it really hard. And on the first day, I remember everybody came out to have their like talk with the the local like reps and staff yeah. that were in those buildings and i just hid in my room and i'm such a sociable and confident person and i just hid in my room i was so intimidated i think it's so normal to feel how you're feeling and i think a lot more girls probably feel this way do you know what i know i'm plugging myself but join girls club homies pop a post up, up on that and talk about the fact that you're a student and you're just struggling at the moment and i reckon you'll have loads of girls who are feeling the exact same way and connect with a few girls online it might just help you feel a bit more like seen and heard a bit yeah. more validated in how you're feeling yeah okay next dilemma i wish you were doing dilemmas this week as i would have loved henry's and yours insight but i guess i'll have to wait a few weeks ago i found an old six form friend on tinder we both swiped right on each other and started chatting catching up he was only recent recently broken up a few weeks ago so we decided just to be friends why is he on tinder to look about looking for friends yeah he needs to go on bumble friends <laughs> we agreed to meet up and went for coffee it was great conversation was flowing we talked about everything no awkwardness and time flew by we parted ways and said we'd want to meet up again soon he carried on texting me and organized me up the following week i went over to his and he made me dinner just friends okay it was actually quite romantic <laughs> of course it was he just cooked you a bloody meal <laughs> <laughs> then we watched some tv and carried on chatting getting on even better when we went for the first coffee i'm sorry i'm, I'm dying that you're like yeah we'll just be friends we've just broken up all right i'm going around to it for dinner <laughs> oh, eventually we started to cuddle and it got a bit late like early morning whoa and he offered for me to stay. Sorry, this has been flirty from the start. Yeah. This has been flirty since the start. We went to bed and just cuddled and went to sleep. In the morning, we woke up and it wasn't awkward and we carried on the conversation. Then it got serious. And he said, even though his head was messed up, he was attracted to me and he wanted to kiss me all night. I felt the same way, but we had respected one another. So hadn't. Then we did and did it. <laughs> of the day we cuddled and recovered from the alcohol we consumed the night before sorry hold on so you met for coffee just as a friends and then you're like we're still just friends and i can imagine you telling all of your friends yeah we're just friends we're just That's, friends yeah. i'm going around here he's cooked me dinner we're drinking alcohol you spent the night you woke up the next morning and you had sex 
<laughs> this is amazing. I love this. We've all done it. Oh, yeah. We haven't put a label on things because it's too soon and he just got out of a relationship. So I don't want to pressure him. I do really like it. And to be honest, I want it to work out. What do you think is best going forward? I don't think we should rush, although that's probably gone out the window. I would <laughs> love your perspective. Thanks in advance. I've got some things to say. Have you? I See, I haven't. I think just like, well, just carry on and just then... Just go with the flow. Yeah, just bear in mind that like I know putting a label on something is official but bear in mind when you don't put a label on something that means it can be one of several things you just need yeah. to know in your heart and your head that it might be it might be serious it no, might but you not can't, be you can't you play guessing games no but un- unless you actually put a label on something like that mm. then how can you 100% have a conversation with him you can do, but to set boundaries, boys and girls lie. No, but to, yeah, but you don't want to be with a liar anyway. But to set no, boundaries, no, you wouldn't know, would you? You could say we're not. Playing. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know if someone if someone wanted to have their way with you for a couple of months and then were like, "Oh, sorry." Have their way with you? How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> what do I say then? What do you call it? I'm gonna have my way with you tonight. <laughs> what do you call it? Bang. Bang, bro. <laughs> I just say, I'm so chill. I just, say, I just say bang. Shut up, shut up. No, I do agree with you though. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like don't... The, so what I wanted to say was my perspective is that the only way that you're rushing through, like into things is I think more on the emotional side. Like it doesn't matter if you had sex and you have sex tomorrow. It doesn't matter if you snogged or you like, I don't know, like all the other stuff. It doesn't matter. You call matter. it snogging. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if you do that stuff with with you guys both being like comfortable doing that stuff. What's more so rushing it, in my opinion, is the emotional side, like the love bombing and the, okay, let's introduce you to my parents. Let's do this together, do that together, blah, 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 blah. Like that is way more serious than stuff that should involve a bit more clarification about what, what it is and where what direction it's heading in. But if you guys are just like chilling and enjoying this and, you know, you don't want to rush in, but you're hoping it leads somewhere, then you can communicate that in a chilled way, like quite softly, and then just carry on and see how it goes. What else I would say? Listen to your mates. Yeah, your friends always know. Your friends will have a good, good judge feeling. on what's going on. Yeah. Because you'll be blinded by... All the fun and excitement. It is exciting dating, isn't it? What was your um, favourite thing about dating me (laughs) when we first got together? Sorry, I actually hate my giggle, guys. When I listen to these episodes (laughs) back, I hate the way I laugh. Like, it it gives, I give myself the ick. What was my favourite thing about dating you? Yeah. Everything. Well, obviously, but like... (laughs) What do you, I don't know. What what was your favourite thing about dating me? Um... So not okay not your uh, let's not talk about physical stuff because if we're talking about physical i say your height and your beard and your tattoos oh i love them um but not physical let me see okay i got it so when we first started talking we weren't able to meet up for the first couple of weeks because i was busy you were busy timings just weren't working out and we we're both trying to make timings work out and i was working at the office l- late one day and you're like fine if we're not going to make our date today then I'm just going to FaceTime you. And I thought it was really weird that you wanted to FaceTime me, but not weird as in put off weird, weird as in, oh my God, I'm on edge and I'm like an overexcited puppy. I'm like Billy right now. Like, yeah. I, what is going on? <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. And it was nice. I just liked your confidence. 
I the first thing. What did you say? What was the question? <laughs> um, <laughs> favorite thing about dating me, I think. Oh, you, that we text the same. Yeah, like boom, 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 and then you reply boom, 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 boom. If, you, if you're texting someone, like you've said this before, actually. Yeah, you're yeah. texting someone you date, and you just get like dead energy. Or I text once a day, or I reply like two hours later. It's crap Sorry. for me, but we we text the exact same, and like that just made us get on a lot sooner. I think because we're quite bouncy people. Yeah, we just. It was nice, the conversation, just like bounce back yeah, and forth. Yeah, that was my favourite thing. Oh, that's nice. I also like that you said to me, I'm not here to like mess around. You kind of just put your cards on the table from the get go. Yeah. And I kind of lied because you were like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm like, I'm not here to mess around. No, I am looking for a relationship. I'm not here to mess around. Like if I'm not like, just be honest with me about what you want. And I, at the time I was fresh out of a relationship and I was kind of like just testing the waters again. And um, I didn't want a relationship at the time, but I really fancied you. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it. And I I said to myself, kind of like the situation that you're in, but in like a different context, I just thought, I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm not going to put pressure on myself, the same way you probably don't want to put pressure on him. But I was like, I'm not going to put pressure on myself. And I'm just going to enjoy this guy's company. And that's a part of dating. Like you're not committing to a relationship with someone by dating them because you're still getting to know them. And I thought, well, if I date this guy and I actually do really like him, which I obviously fucking did, but if I if I do and I didn't know at the time, then yeah, if it works out, works out. If it doesn't, I'm not bothered because I'm not looking for a relationship. And fuck me, like after that first day, I was like, this man better wow, marry me. Wow, wow. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think... I think you're doing the right thing. I don't yeah. really think you have a dilemma, to be honest. No, you're kind of like looking for reinsurance. You don't need it. Yeah, just... you, yeah. I'll give you reassurance anytime. Guys, we have not done a self-love segment in a hot minute. So I know we normally do it at the start of the episode, but I'm just going to pop it in at the end here. Because one thing Henry and I really struggle with this time of year, and it's probably why we're not filming this at the moment, um, is seasonal depression. Yeah. We both get hit with it so hard every winter and that was actually a big reason why we went to bali as early as we did in yeah. the year this last like this year last year this year which oh, even makes me sad thinking about it because we went in feb march march we? early march we went in march and Mate, i went to india know, in february because i was how like how long away is that from now and it's dark and cold now how, how far is it november december january february four months away and then because we're only getting into it now four months and then we went away for two months because it's still dark you've got yeah. six months it just it just feels like it just lasts so long. It just saps any free time that I have, like after work or whatever. Oh, my WhatsApp. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. This is a professional recording. <laughs> We're lying on the sofa <laughs> with the dog asleep in the corner. Can you believe we have a dog, guys? I'm still not over it. She's she, She'll be nine weeks old soon, this oh, week. Oh, this week. Tiny little munchkin. You actually... We will have just posted about her as well because, oh, I've been in such, I have literally been in such a hole, like in a, sorry, in a good way. Like I've been in a little puppy bubble, puppy bubble there, not a hole, a bubble. I've been in such a puppy bubble the last week and I just really wanted to just embrace it and enjoy it and just like soak in every second. And it's just been so amazing. Are you loving it? Yeah. Apart from the midnights. Apart from the middle of the night and the fact that she just loves you so much more, she loves me already. 
But that's because <laughs> no, but that is no. But you know what? That is a real thing. Like da- Paige was saying that Danny is the exact same. Yeah. It does like I'm impact never here, him. Mate. But it's, yeah, it's because you're at work all day every day. You don't like you leave at six and you come back at five. I think when I can, when we can walk her, yeah, and she sees different. how far I can throw a tennis ball. <laughs> Way I think she'll me. rate me. And I think that you should do the evening feeds. Yeah, because feeding her is such an easy way to bond with her, yeah. and you should hand feed her every night. I think. Her raw food. Yummy. Her raw meat. One for you, one for me. <laughs> Anyways, we digress. Um, So we really struggle with seasonal depression every year. And every year it comes round. I feel like I'm just not myself or like at all. And I hate it. And one thing that I hate that it makes me want to do is go on fucking sunbeds. It makes me want to... Like, I'm so desperate for the sun, was... for a good colour in my skin. Like I'm, I just... I feel like the life is drained out of me and I'm so tempted. I was about to say that like the seasonal depression makes me feel like a couple of shades greyer and like I generally. I feel so dull and grey. I mean? yeah. yeah, in and every is, way, yeah. mentally and physically. Yeah, for sure. I agree. But anyways, we asked you guys the other day what you struggle with the most in winter because we want to do this with you. Like we want to get through this together. We want to help you guys as well as help ourselves yeah. get through seasonal depression and actually just like romanticize the shit out of it romanticize it to the point where we next year look forward to winter instead of just like wishing this time of the year away because in 10 years time i think i'll look back and be like fuck like i've wished 50 percent of that time away that's five years i've wished away because i don't like six months of the year i don't no i don't i get i don't like winter as much as summer but i don't wish it away it's like roast dinner <laughs> like I'll eat my vegetables first first because I don't like them as much yeah but then you get all the good stuff after winter's like that I don't hate it that much you like, still I, like I your did, vegetables yeah I still eat the vegetables summer's like, better like Christmas class <laughs> your birthday's snow, in December class we don't birthday get snow. class <laughs> uh what else January blues broke <laughs> <laughs> Bo- broke sad depressed <laughs> class so yeah oh. we're gonna circle back around to christmas really aren't we well Boxing day yeah it's great yeah, three, no, three I days don't, i don't row, wish it away christmas Eve. yeah but i do look forward to summer a lot i do wish it away if i'm honest like i really really struggle i just like in especially in this job like i find it harder now because it's so content based and so like it's just about like us and our life and I don't feel my best self and I find it really hard to like put my best foot forward. But this year, I just want to be really like transparent about it and just be like really open and honest because I've heard other people talk about it, but only very like small in small chunks and just talk about the fact that they suffer with it. I've not ever heard anyone turn around and be like, I really suffer suffer with seasonal depression and this is what I do to help myself. Yeah, address it. So I want to address it and I want to address it with you because I know that you fucking suffer with it so bad your moods man sometimes on like a tuesday you get home from work you're like so dark i can't believe it's on your tuesday <laughs> and it's hard it's yeah, hard and it I, I feel for you like it is hard you leave in the morning it's dark you come home at night it's dark it's hard but this is day one this is moment one of us all doing this together and combating our seasonal depression Fist bump me, please. Fist bump. <laughs> so Ellie said her biggest struggle is the darkness. And to be fun, to be honest, <laughs> to be fair, Chelsea said that. Chloe said that. Rubik's cube. That's obviously not your name. Someone else said that. Ruby said that. Everyone's saying the darkness. Yeah, that, we've touched on that already, haven't we? I think like, so. How can we romanticize the darkness? It's 
it's not necessarily romanticizing the darkness, but you need to like. It's hard now because obviously the summer nights are gone. Yeah. But when you get home. You see sunset on the way home now. You see sunset on the way home. That's beautiful. Sunset is one of the most beautiful things on this planet, in my opinion. So you see sunset on the way home. That's gorgeous. You know, oh, it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> this is might sound a bit weird, but it's, it's also like cool at night time, isn't it? When you do something. Do you know what I mean? Because it's in the dark. When you go to the gym, you're like, oh, I go to the gym, it's dark. Do you know what I mean? You find it cool. It's a bit cooler. Love that for you. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think, no, I know what you're saying. I don't relate, <laughs> if no, I'm honest, but I'm I know what you're saying. Because I, I also... You're, you're actually struggling. So let's I also think, don't like the darkness. Okay, let's think about three positives to darkness. Um, You can see the stars brighter. Yeah. Which is really nice, actually. And the moon it's, this time of year is Yes, the moon. So, so far we've said about sunset, moon and stars. So we're talking about the earth, like the world around us. And maybe that's what it is for this, like really embracing and looking at the beauty that the darkness actually brings and highlights. Because the shine, the stars shine, shine bright at night. Guys, I'm a poet. You are. I am actually a poet. But no, but on a real yeah. note, maybe it is appreciating what we hate which is the change in nature maybe it's appreciating that for what it's actually doing how it's actually changing yeah and how it's winter actually night looking. sky is very nice it's gorgeous i like my favorite weather other than summer um my favorite winter weather is when it's sunny enough to wear sunglasses but cold enough to wear like a beanie to wear a hat oh that's everyone, i love that so that's a that's a plus for me yeah um what else did you guys struggle with Someone else said about the cold, Rosie Grace, how bloody cold it gets, she says. Well, hold on, I have a positive for this. Do you have a positive? Three, two, one, coats. Wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> same, same thing. Same thing, but in boy version. <laughs> um, yeah, wrapping up, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole new wardrobe, isn't it? You get to dust the jumpers off. I think um, autumn wardrobe is actually a lot nicer than summer wardrobes. Like jumpers, you can go for like a colourful day, you can go for beige days, all black days, and it's lovely. Whereas in summer, I feel like all colour all the time. I would never wear all black in summer. I don't mind. I I quite like going out in the cold when... You've got a nice coat. When, you, when you've got a nice coat, when you're ready for jumper, it. And yeah. when you're going somewhere that's like going to be warm. So you're like, oh, I'm, I'm oh, going like to a pub, going to a pub, popping over mum and dad's. Right, I'll wrap up. It's going to be cold for half an hour. Then I'm going to get there and go, oh, that was cold outside. <laughs> so you like it when you're in it for like a short amount of time. Yeah. What about the people who have to commute and they're in the cold, like for an hour in the morning? Like that's tough. Well, how about this, guys? How about you treat yourselves? Why don't you speak, <laughs> speak my love language to yourselves? What'd you say? Wim Hof. What's that? The Iceman. What's that? You know the book that Paige was reading when we were away? No. You know who Wim Hof is? No. 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 He's, who is it? He like, he's climbed Everest without any shoes on, I think. Or something like that. Well, with his bare feet? Yeah. He's no. like He's like master of the cold. No. Yeah. Oh, that book. Oh, the one she was reading in Bali. Yeah. No, I don't, don't, that's mad. You can't do that. Your yeah. feet would literally fall off. You get a bus bite. So that's what everyone has to do. He would actually have to chop his feet. No, that's not what you have to do. He'd, no, he'd, he'd have to. Go on, well, what's your big solution? No, so, uh, <laughs> I think, what were we talking about? Wim Hof. No, what, what were we talking about before you said that? Fashion. Commuting in the cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Fashion> <laughs> oh, yeah, 
yeah, no, sorry. Full circle. Speak my love language to you all, guys. Okay, this do this through through me. Do this for yourselves. Buy yourself and invest into a really fucking nice coat that you really love. And every time you wear it, you're like, I look sick and I'm warm. Invest into a good coat. Invest into we well, yeah, actually don't need to invest, but. Just buy some nice beanies from Primark or whatever. Break it down into girl spending. Yeah, girl math. Price per Do wear. Do you mean girl math? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl spending. <laughs> <laughs> First, what did you say? I'm going to make my way with her. This is girl spending. <laughs> You're like an old man. Price per wear. Yeah, price per wear. So let's say you bought a coat, and this is extreme. I don't think I have a coat that's this expensive. But let's say you bought a puffer, like a long line puffer for £200. Oh. How many days are in winter? I'm actually going to Google it. BRB. Half the year. How many days in winter? This is just winter and you've got autumn and spring. Well, we'll round it up. So I've just Googled it and it says in the Southern Hemisphere, never eat shredded. Wait, we're we're in the North. In the Northern Hemisphere, (laughs) (laughs) it's about 89 days. Okay, we might have a few really sunny, hot days where you don't need a coat. So let's just call it 85 days. So 200 divided. Wait, how many days of that do you think it'll be so cold that you need a coat out of 85 days? I'd say of winter? at least 75. I was going to say, yeah, say 70. Okay, so let's divide 200 by 70, which gives you 2.85. That's 2. And how many times do you wear your coat? In so a that's day, two pound and eighty-five. Pence. Oh no, no, I'm getting there. You'll wear your coat <laughs> twice in a day because you wear it going to work and leaving work, or going to the event and leaving the event. So divide that by two. So each wear of your coat costs you one pound forty-two, <laughs> and that's if you're wearing a two hundred pound coat, which is an expensive bloody coat. Your coat's probably not going to be that expensive, so you're probably looking at fifty p a wear. So invest into a nice coat, <laughs> and your life's problems during winter will be solved. I now understand why we have. Two drawers full of girls' coats. Yeah, but they're the different styles. Because they all cost 50 p. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're different styles. Oh, and Amy said, it takes my clothes a million years to dry. Honey, I have a solution. Buy the Lakeland yes. dryer. I've, I actually asked that for my 21st birthday at uni. It's a bit pathetic, but nice. it was such a good buy. It costs £100. We can break that down into how many times I've used <laughs> it. No, hell. sorry. But how yes. old am I at? I'm, I'm over six years. So <laughs> that was £100 divided by... Wait, how, let me do 365 times by six <laughs> is 2,190. <laughs> All right, you guys get the point. <laughs> what I'm saying. The lake we, we, a, we use it through summer as well. It's a heated rail. clothes rail. Yeah, it's What's so it good. Heated clothes rail, I reckon. What are we, what 99 pounds. Might have gone up a little bit, but it was 99 pounds. And it's so worth it. It d- does make your jeans a little clothes bit crispy. Horse. That's what it's called. Heated clothes horse. And rail, same thing. Oh, okay, right. We have combated three seasonal depression the clothes, issues today. Don't, sorry. Okay. The clothes rail <laughs> yeah. also warms your room up, doesn't it? Oh my God. Sometimes we don't use the heating in that room or we'll, like in the house. We'll dry the washing and put it on there and just leave it, it on. Yeah, it warms. And if you put a, oh my God, a little hack with that. Super if you cheap. You really have one. To run. It's super cheap to run. And if you put a um, bed sheet across the top of it, it acts as almost like a little greenhouse and everything else dries really quicker inside so if i need something dried like that same day i'll do that and it dries much quicker sorted mate okay guys off quickly 
we have come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening and for sending through your dilemmas. They were good dilemmas today. Yeah, I really Actually, do you know it. what? I probably say that every time. You do. It's a bit cringe now. I don't mind. They are always good. So. Yeah, they are. Do send us updates. I know one girl has sent me a DM um, with a couple of updates, but you know who you are. Send me a proper update and I can read it out to everybody because it was too much personal information of what <laughs> she sent me. Um, and don't forget to send us your dilemmas, no matter what they are. We're here to help. We're here to listen. This is a safe space. I know it's called Girls Club, like Girls Plus Club, but Henry's here because he does give us a good perspective because I think I do get too caught up with just girl thinking. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Mwah.